If I can show some traveler he is traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your son. Thank you this day as we celebrate the season of your coming. Thank you, Lord, for coming into our lives, into this world, into our lives, and into our heart. And you live forevermore. You are surely alive today as you ever was. You are eternal. And you have given unto us your eternal life. Yes, amen. Thank you, Savior. Thank you. Thank you. We worship you. And we lift up your name. Thank you, Father, for giving us Jesus. A Savior. A brother. A friend a comforter, a deliverer, a healer. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our soon coming King. Amen. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you for being here today. Some of you have come a long ways to be here. Vicki and Clay's all the way from Fort Worth. Others, where are you from? Florida? Michigan? Uh, your name again? I'm sorry. Veronica. Veronica? That's right. Veronica from Michigan. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember that name. It starts with a V. Hey! Where'd you come from? <laughs> Praise the Lord, thank you. How you doing, Earl? Good, glad to be back. Glory. You've been gone a long time, buddy. Yeah, but get on my mind every Sunday. I watch you on TV every Sunday. All right. Yeah. All right. Good to see you. Glory. Thank you all for being here today. Uh let me share some, a thought with you. It's Christmas Eve. We're all celebrating. You know, the devil hates, I think the devil hates that. Yes. A lot of people complain about Christmas, say it's not in the Bible. Well, your birthday is not in the Bible either. <laughs> Why do you celebrate it? Why do you celebrate your birthday with a cake? If anybody deserves to be celebrated, it's Jesus. Yeah. July the 4th ain't in the Bible either. No. 
Well, we celebrate it, don't we? That's all, that's, that's all a bunch of nonsense. It, you know, it doesn't matter. Every nation, every century, people all over the world have different celebrations and customs. We here in America celebrate the birth of our Savior. And whether or not you believe he was born in December or March or January or September, it doesn't really matter. We are celebrating his coming. There's good arguments on both sides. Jesus could have been born in December. But I won't argue. I'm not here to argue about that. Hallelujah. Let me share with you some thoughts that are connected to him uh, really connected to this time of year as we celebrate the birth of Christ. I was going to read some of the traditional scriptures but I won't do that because you know those scriptures backwards and forwards. You've heard the story every year of your life since you were born. How the shepherds came how the wise men came and the angels proclaimed his birth and the star that hung in the sky. I want to go all the way back, first of all, to Adam. Before Adam fell, He had the ability, listen to me closely, before Adam transgressed, he had the ability not to. Before he sinned, he had the ability not to sin. But after he chose to sin, He did not have the ability not to sin. Shall I say it again? Before he sinned, he had the ability not to sin. But after he sinned, he no longer had the ability not to sin. His nature was corrupted. And sinning just became the natural state of man. Every man that's born into the world since Adam, his nature is to sin. Not because he chooses to sin. Now, a lot of times we can choose to do something wrong, yes. But ultimately, the, 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 the uh, fallen nature of man is sinful. You may choose to do things right from time to time, but uh, you will ultimately sin. Now, when God created all things in the beginning, everything He created, He said was good. Everything was good. That means that there, were, there was no imperfections in anything that God made. 
There was no corruption. There was no death. There was no evil. There was no anger or flaws. There was no the animal world. There was no animals that devouring, devouring one another because there was no death. There was nothing evil or corrupt in anything which God created. He said everything is good. It was a perfect created world and universe. And everything in it perfect. It was good. In the natural world I'm talking about. In the natural world of things, created things, everything was created perfectly good. It lacked nothing. It had no flaws. It had no uh, uh, faults of any kind. And on the seventh day, after he created man on the sixth day, the Bible tells us that God rested, right, on the seventh day, sanctified it, made it holy. He rested from all the works that he had made. Everything was good. It had no need of anything. Perfect. Just the way God made it. The thing was running like a well-oiled engine. Perfect. Good. And he rested. That means he come to an end of what he did. And the next thing you know, Adam sins. And I was reading, I was thinking of this and reading this, and I it just it just clicked in my mind. The moment Adam sinned and God found out about it, he questioned him and he questioned the woman. The man blamed the woman. And the woman blamed the serpent. And then God spoke to the serpent and cursed him. And, of course, we know that God's promise that the serpent would be under the heel of the seed, which is Christ. So already, after God had created everything so good, everything perfect, God has to come in and intervene in the midst of all this corruption. And he began to work. The first thing he did, how many knows the first thing God did after Adam had sinned? The first physical thing that God did after Adam sinned, how many knows what that was? He made them coats of skin to cover themselves with. Remember reading that? They had sold fig leaves together to cover themselves. And they said, we covered ourselves because we were naked. He said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you? So 
when everything is found out, God made them himself. So God is already working for what he had created. When sin, listen to me, when sin came into this world and into God's perfect creation, God did not give up on his creation. God did not look at sinful creation and say, to hell with it. But he went and made coats to cover. There had to be a sacrifice made from some animal to clothe the man and the woman. Blood had to be shed. And God dropped this thought into my mind. He said, and so ever since the beginning, God has been working through all of creation and all of the corruption of man. God has been working in all of this for your good. Yes. Now you think about that. And all that has happened in the world, and all the evil that has come upon man, God has been working for our good. He made it all good in the beginning. Sin came along and corrupted it and, and, and upset everything. And God says, oh, I'm going to do something about this. And so no matter how evil things become, no matter how dark the world is, no matter how corrupt things become, God is on his throne and he is watching over and he is working for you. Let me tell you something. None of us are alone in this old world. Amen. Jesus said, make friends to yourselves of those in the world. So that when you fall, they will receive you into everlasting habitations. You remember reading that? Did you know Jesus said that? Make to yourselves friends so that they will receive you into everlasting habitation when you fall. What does he mean by that? Nobody in the whole wide world 
is alone. Sometimes we feel like we're alone. And, you know, sometimes we get in a spot where we feel I'm alone. I'm all by myself. And you can... You can find a spot. You can find a corner. You can find a hole. You can find somewhere to crawl, and you're all alone. But the, the reality is you're really not alone. Amen. You ever seen movies they made years ago back in the 50s where uh, there was an atomic bomb and there was one guy left in the whole world? Or the Twilight Zone where that guy was alone and he could he loved to read and that bomb blew up and, and, and he was all by he was all the man left and he had this library he could read books as long as he wanted to read them. He had all the books in the world to read. And then he tripped and fell and broke his glasses, he couldn't read. <laughs> and he said, It ain't fair, that ain't fair. <laughs> But you're not alone. Amen. Just think of what it would be like if you were the only person on earth. But it's wonderful to know that there are other people. Yes. No matter how much you might dislike people, you're glad they're here. Amen. No matter how, 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 how you might have been treated, you're really glad that there are people, other people in the world. Because no matter how unhappy or how mistreated you may feel you are, whenever, whenever you want to uh, be happy or you want to show off your talents or to, uh, you know, uh, display whatever it is you have, who are you going to do that to if there's nobody else there? So it matters to you, it matters to all of us that there are people around to see what is happening to us. Huh? Yeah. It matters that there are other people around to see and to hear and to know what it is that's taking place with you, what's happening with you, what you're doing, what you say, what you think, how you feel. If there was nobody around, it doesn't matter how you feel. That'd be a sad state for nobody around to see how sad you are. That'd be an unhappy thing if there were nobody around to see how unhappy you are. Would it even matter anymore if there's nobody else around? So everything about us matters with other people. Whether you're in a happy state or a sad state or a Rich state or poor state, whatever, whatever it is that's wrong with you or right with you, other people around matters. God knew this. He created it that way. He created the world so that you would not be alone. Hallelujah. If you don't come to Jesus in your life, you better grab a hold of that person next to you. Hold on to them. 
because that's the only comfort you're ever going to get. See, God's merciful to you even in your rebellion. He's merciful to you. If you don't receive his comfort, he'll put somebody in your life to comfort you for a while. But what happens after that? So God had in mind to put us all together. He had something wonderful in mind. To bring us together, to create within us. You see, when Adam and Eve, uh, when Adam and Eve was created, there was just them, nobody else. Can you imagine that? Only two people in the whole world, in the whole earth, two people. They didn't know anything else. They didn't know that, that, that there were supposed to be other people. They never even gave it a thought that where's, where's everybody else? We're the only ones here. They didn't have the knowledge of, of that. All they knew was they were created of God and they were happy and everything was good. And that's just the way it is. They didn't even think that. They didn't, they didn't even think that for themselves. Well, that's just the way it is. Because that, that would be saying that they understood that there, was, there had to be something else besides this. They didn't know there was anything else besides this. But God's plan for man, God is all-knowing. So when man fell in sin, he never came, he never, he, never, he never was able to experience a world full of human beings without sin. Adam and Eve never knew what it was to be in a world full of people with no sin. Didn't happen. And everything that they did know became corrupt and fell into disarray. The dinosaur that they once petted like a dog turned on them, wanted to chew them up, meet them. Sin filled everything. Everything fell into disarray. But God... Hallelujah. Let me, read you, let me read you a scripture. God is merciful to his fallen world. God says, it's going to happen. The world's going to be full and it's going to be full of sin. But I'm going to intervene. I'm going to cause something to happen. I'm going to work at this and work it out for the sake of those whom I love. Read the scripture. 
I just want to read this one first of all because it seems to just say it right off. Romans 8, the 28th verse. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. All things work together for the good. Now, why is that? Because everything's evil. Everything in the world's fallen. So God has to work out something to cause it all to work together for the good. There's only, there's, God is the only one who can bring something good out of evil. God's the only one that can bring, cause something to happen good out of all that happens to you that is adverse to you. The whole world becomes adverse to you. And me. When Adam fell, the whole world becomes adverse. It is against you, not for you. The devil lies to people when he tells them, Don't you want to be rich? Don't you want to be powerful? Don't you want to? Do whatever it is you want to do. And like the fish, they take the bait. They take the bait, but the devil doesn't tell them there's a hook in there. And they're hooked. But God can intervene. And why does God intervene? Because there is evil. Because there is a hook in it. Why does God intervene? Because there is perverseness. Because there is corruption. God intervenes. Hallelujah. See, at the beginning, He created everything perfect and good. He didn't have, there was nothing for Him to be concerned about. Everything was good. Everything was right. There wasn't no hooks in the bait. Huh? There wasn't no devil out there running around talking in your ear and, and telling you, whispering to you lies into your ear. There was none of that going on, so everything was fine. Everything was good. God intervenes because there's evil in the world. God intervenes because there's sin in the world. God intervenes because everything is going to hell if He don't do something about it. So in the midst of all of this, God causes things to happen. God is working on your behalf. He rested in the beginning from the creation that He made. But when sin came, He went at it again. And God's been at it ever since. He works all the time on our behalf. God is working. That doesn't mean that God gets tired. He's like a man out here, you know, every day has to get up every morning. And go. No, God is not a man. God is not like a man. Nor is He a man. 
When it says God works, that means that praise God. God, you call, you know, I remember watching Superman when we was, you know, back in the 50s, Superman, and he had x-ray eyes. And he could see through things. God sees through everything. God knows that old serpent. He knows that old slew foot. He knows how he works. He knows how sin is. He knows how corru what corruption is and what's going on. He knows all the tricks and trades of the devil. And God says, all right, I'm going to show you a thing or two. I'll lay a trap for you, or I'll put up a wall here, or I'll put, I'll do something here to stop you and cause this thing to be turned around. And God is constantly at it. He's constantly thinking. He's constantly at it for our sakes to deliver us and to bring us into the goodness that he wants us to be in. He, he's, he has a purpose for us. Listen to me. God has a purpose for us. How many knows what that eternal purpose is? That we may be glorified. Yes, come on. Foreknowledge and foreordination is in the eternal past. Foreknowledge and foreordination is in the eternal past. Justification is in the present. Glorification is in the eternal future. It started now, but we won't fully realize it until Jesus comes back when we shall receive full glorification. That's God's eternal purpose. That we be glorified in Christ. In the meantime, God is working. And where is He working at? As children of God, where is He working? For it is God who is working in you. I love that. God hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't stopped. He just keeps going. Night and day, day and night, year in and year out. God is constantly working on our behalf. Jesus Christ is constantly there for us. He is our high priest. How many knows what a high priest does? He stands before God in behalf of the people, making intercession. Jesus is himself is constantly making intercession for us. And the Father, I can just hear the Father say to the Son, Keep it up, son. We're going to make it. We're going to get him through this. It is God working in you. Hallelujah. When you're not doing your part, God's still doing his part. When the world has got you down and sin is pulling and tugging at you, God is still at work for you. 
when the devil is after you day and night, Jesus is still making intercession for you. When the world is enticing us and we are being tempted and tried every day of our life, Jesus is there for us, working for us. And all of heaven itself is doing the same. For the holy angels go forth at the word of the Father. Whatever the will of the Father is, they carry out His will. And the angels of the Lord go forth to and fro throughout the earth. Praise God to carry out the will of God for your sake. To deliver you. And to protect you. And to keep you. Amen. How many believes in angels? I do. Yes. All right. After 400 years of Malachi, the last prophet of Israel, 400 years passed by. Israel is still awaiting for the coming of the just one. At that time, a little young maiden in a little town called Nazareth an angel came and we know the story Hail Mary full of grace God is gracious to you you have found grace with God. You shall conceive and bear a son. How is that possible? The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. You shall conceive and bring forth a son. In his name, shall be called Emmanuel. While Israel is waiting, listen, while Israel is waiting for the coming of the just one, the Messiah, God has been working, planning, through the years, through the centuries, through the long nights and days, 400 years. Where is God? Where is the Messiah? Where is the promised God? But God has his own timetable. God's not subject to us we are subject to him God is working 
the right time, the right moment, the right place, it happens. And while the shepherds kept watch over the flock by night in the hills of Judah, Judea, the angels appeared. Great host of heaven. The heavens burst forth in brilliance, glory, bright lights, and song, and music, and the voices of thousands of angels praising God. There are some reports that have been written, which is not, in, not written in our Bible, but there are some reports that are written that when that happened, the whole town of Bethlehem was awakened by what went on. And they were running around saying, what in the world's going on here? While men are asleep, while the world is hushed to sleep at night, God is working. Every night you lay down on your bed at night on your pillow and sleep. God is working. God's planning. God has something in mind for you today that you didn't know about. And while you were asleep, while you were resting, while you were taking your nap, is determining your day. You're not alone, and you are not forgotten. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You may forget him, but he won't forget you. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may not think of God, but he's thinking of you. You may go on your way doing your own thing in this world and just go like the rest of the world, just do what you want to do. But God is thinking. You think about that. Oh, you're not. A, uh -uh. You're not an exception. Hallelujah. I said there ain't nobody here this morning that is an exception. You, God is thinking about every one of you. And while Israel is awaiting for their coming Messiah, we don't know the prophets said this. And they said that. But we just don't know yet. We, we don't see anything. God is working with some wise guys down there in Babylon or some of them. <laughs> the wise guys. <laughs> That's all right, Cousin Benny, huh? That's a wise guy. Thank God for the wise guys, amen? While everybody else is sleeping and slumbering and wondering, they're out here looking at the charts. And they're looking up in the sky, and they see the charts, and they see the new star. I believe with all my heart that God made that star for that very night. Amen. 
I don't believe it was the alignment of Jupiter and Mars and all this. I believe God made a whole new star just for Jesus. Amen. We'll call it the Jesus star. Amen. The star of the Messiah proclaimed his birth. And while men are slumbering and sleeping, God is preparing a star. Because the Bible says that when the wise men saw the star, they followed it because it led them. If it was an alignment of some planet, it ain't going to be moving around. It's just going to be an alignment. But this star moved. It moved to the heavens. And when it came to where Jesus was born, it stood right there. God is working everything for our good. He sent the angels to the shepherds, the hills of Judea, to proclaim the Savior of the world. And he did that. For our good. He sent the wise men. And he calls them all of their lifetime to learn astronomy. All of their lifetime they learned astronomy. The study of the stars. Just so that important day when it would come that they would be led by that new star to the birth of the Prince of Peace. So that it would be written down for the ages that you and I today would read and have known all of our lifetime and sung the songs at Christmas time. We three kings of Orient time. You think God didn't know about that? You think God didn't know about that song, We Three Kings? I think He did. Everything that God did. To bring the world out of the darkness of sin into the light of His Son, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. Everything we learn in history, God is working for the good of his own people. Even those who reject him, God is good to them. And in the midst of a corrupt and crooked and perverse and sinful world, God has caused the good to come forth. 
even to feed the nations, even to water those that are thirsty, even to give to those who have nothing, even those who reject Him. God is working for good to them because God is a good God and a merciful God and a gracious God to all men everywhere. God is good. But to those whom God has called, has He called you? Them He has called, He's justified. Those who He has justified, He has glorified. God working for you. And I'll tell you one thing. What I believe that when we all get to heaven and we all fly away that when we get to heaven and see all the grandeur and the glory and the majesty and the beauty of my God we can't even imagine when we see all that God has prepared for us I believe it will be but the beginning of what God has in mind now you think about that what we see when we get there with Jesus and all the angels and all the prophets and saints of old, when we all get there together and what we behold and see, when we see Jesus and we see the Lord and we see all the angels and we see all that's going on there, that is going to be but the beginning. For there is no end to God. Once this thing got started, it's going to keep right on going. <laughs> when sin took over this earth and corrupted it, God said, okay, that's enough of that. I'm going to start something here. And when I start it, it's going to be forever. Hallelujah. Let me read you another verse. Let me read you another verse. Is this okay this morning? Yes. I've got so many verses I can't get to them. Well, that happens every Sunday morning. I'm such a long, I'm such a long-winded preacher. The Bible says that God, in Ephesians the first chapter, that God worketh everything after the counsel of His own will. God decided to do this. He did it the first place, I guess, because he felt like it had to be done because he wasn't going to let sin win. The devil's not going to win. Jesus is winning. He's already won. It may look like sometimes the devil's won, but he ain't won. God wins. God has determined that he wins. Glory to God. That's what the coming of Jesus was all about. God is saying, I'm going to show you, devil. I'm going to do something you never yourself even dreamed about. You never know what's going to happen, what God's going to do next. The devil was scared to death because he didn't know what God was going to do next. 
Yes, sir, he's trembling. And one day this whole earth is going to tremble at the presence of Jesus Christ. The whole world, he's going to shake this world. He's not only going to shake the world, he's going to shake the heavens. He's going to shake the stars. The whole universe is going to be shooken up. God's going to display his power and display his majesty and display. And he's going to just say, this is what I'm going to do. Now, what do you think of that? I am God and beside me there is no other. And if I want to shake the heavens and shake the earth, I will do it. And I will do it. Because he is God. It doesn't matter where you hide or where you go or what you think or what you believe. The Bible said in the Revelation that the mighty man and the chief man and the captains and the great man, the rich man, never man, uh, hid in the rocks and dens of the mountain and said, Follow us and hide us from the face of the Lamb. For the wrath, the day of his wrath is come. Who shall be able to stand? God is going to shake this earth. He's going to display His power. You see, God is all the time. He's got plans. And He's carrying out His plans. Amen. Amen. Look at your own life. I see my own life. And you know, I see my own life. And I see God carrying out things in my life that He planned to do before I was even born. God is carrying out your life. He's making things happen in your life because God is at work in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sin may have come into the world, but it doesn't rule. It doesn't reign. Jesus Christ reigns. Righteousness reigns to our God. Gird up your loins. Praise God. Gird up your loins and let your lights be shining. Jesus Christ is coming back. Hallelujah. That's what I'm doing. Somebody, what are you? <laughs> I'm girding up my loins. I'm pulling up and getting it ready. Praise God. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Just like he came the first time, he's coming again. Glory to God. I just got to read you another verse. Can I do that? I've only been up here about 40, about 46 minutes. 46 minutes. I've been up here 46 minutes. John 5, 17. Let me read you. When Jesus healed that, that impotent man, the land by the, by the five porches, remember in the five porches and uh, around somewhere in the temple area. And the, water, the waters were troubled and Jesus walked up to the man and said, would you be healed? You remember the story. He healed the man. Later on he found him. Later on. Told him to pick up your bed and walk. When he picked up his bed and walked, the Pharisees and Sadducees, what are you doing carrying your bed? 
This is the Sabbath day. You're not supposed to do that on the Sabbath day. He said, well, he that healed me told me to pick it up and walk. So I picked it up and walked. <laughs> who is this that did this to you? He said, I don't know who he was. Later on, he met Jesus, found out who he was. He said, oh, you're Jesus. So he went back and told him. He said, his name's Jesus. <laughs> his name's Jesus. That's the one that did it. He's the one that... He's the one that told me to pick up my bed and walk. I know I'm not supposed to do it on the Sabbath day, but he told me to do it. And I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> Hallelujah. If he can make me walk again, I'm sorry I'm going to say no to him. I'm going to do whatever he says to do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the Pharisees found Jesus. And they upbraided him for it. They got on to him. What are you doing? Don't you know that's against the law? To tell a man to carry something on the Sabbath day, you're breaking the law. Jesus said, my father is working. Therefore, I also work. My father is doing this, and if he's doing it, I'm with him. Whatever my father's doing, I'm with him. It says, my father worketh hitherto, therefore do I also work. God is working. Even when it seems like it's against everything that you might believe. You think you're so smart and so haughty and so proud and so knowledgeable. But God is working. You think God can't do something? He will show you what he will do. And Jesus said that to, all, to let us all know. I'm not here to represent traditions of men or to uphold your tradition. I am here at the bidding of my Father. Amen. Because my Father is working. Did you know that's why I'm here in this little church? I'm here because my father is working. And I'm working with him. For it is God who worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The shepherds came to Jesus that morning on bended knee because God was working in them. They were one. They were ecstatic. 
They were so excited. They were so awed and humbled. They were so appreciative. They were so honored. They were so full of joy that they came to the baby on bended knee. God was working. Why do people fall on their knees and pray and cry to God? Because God is working! Why do people raise their hands and praise God? Because they're fanatics? Is it because, well, that's just a bunch of Pentecostal nuts down there. That's why they do that. No, they're doing that because perhaps God is working in them. Why do you stand your ground and say, this is what God said, I believe, and I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to move from here. Why do you say that? Because God is working in you. God has determined already. Now I ask you this question. Are we with him? Are we going to agree with God? Are we willing? Are we ready? And it's harder for older Christians to, to be that way. So much easier for newborns to do that. How many remember when they first got saved? You didn't stand there and say, well, I don't know. I ought to cry or not. I don't know if I ought to. I don't know. Well, I guess I will. You never even thought that way, did you? What happened to you came over you, in you, over you, through you, praise God, all over around you, and you just heard, raised your arms and opened your heart to God and cried out to the Lord because you knew that God was working in you. Yeah, he's still working. Every time I get and preach, I feel him. Every time I preach, I feel him working in me. Every time I get down to pray, he's working in me. Every day I get up in the morning, he's working in me. Every time I sit down at the pen, God starts working in me. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's moving in my fingers. He's moving in. He's moving. The Holy Ghost is working. He's moving. He's doing something. God is always doing something in me. Hallelujah. So don't be disheartened. Don't be discouraged. Don't face the day with doubt. Just know God is working on your behalf. He's always there. He's not far from any of us. Paul said that to the Athenians, remember, on Mars Hill. He is not far from any of us. right there the altar to the unknown God they gave built an altar to the unknown God Paul says I declare unto you what you have already said the unknown God 
I make him known to you. smiling he looks at you and says Ed I know something you don't know <laughs> and he says well it never happened to me it never happened to me God just standing back there smiling at you <laughs> hallelujah When the Lord gets ready, he's going to move. That's right. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. When the Lord, the Lord gets ready, you're going to move. You're going to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus prayed to the Father, before he went to the cross. He said, I have finished the work that you gave me to do. And now I'm coming to you. What do you mean by that? Everything that, it, that the Father intended for him to do as a man in the flesh, he had accomplished. But his work carries on in heaven. And he's there for you and I. And God calls everything in all of creation itself to declare what God was doing. And God is using everything in your life to declare to you what he is doing in your life. Take a look. Do you not see the signs? Do you not hear the words? Do you not see the situation that God causes to bring about and causes things to happen in your life so that you can see that He is doing something in your life? Why? Why is He doing that? Because of the upside-down world that we live in. He wouldn't have to do that if we weren't here. God wouldn't have to intervene in our life if we weren't here in this whole sinful world. But I say, Lord, please interrupt my life. I say, Lord, please intervene in my life. Please let heaven, let the spirit and the presence of heaven of you 
flow in my life while I am here on this earth. See, when we get to heaven, everything in heaven, from the grass to the mountains to the angels to the saints to everything is going to be filled with the very presence, the very essence, the very glory of God himself. You can breathe, you can smell it. You can, you can go be able to smell the presence of God. That's why God made the flowers here on earth. That's why he put beautiful things on earth that we smell and we see as beauty. God is showing us something. Everything in heaven is saturated with the presence of God. Everything is working. Every time I go fishing, if I ever do, God shows me I'm working in your life. I'm blessing you with these fish. I gave you the rod and the reel and the string and the line and the hook and the sinker and the bait. I gave you everything you have so that I can bless you today. That I can bless you today with some fish that I made for you. I'm working in your life. I'm showing you the goodness of God. Every day you wake up in the morning and put your clothes on, God says, I've blessed you with the clothes on your back and the shoes on your feet. I've blessed you with a warm shower that you can take every day if you wish. I'll throw in some soap. <laughs> I gave you a washing machine to wash your clothes in, a sink to wash your dishes in, a stove to cook your meals on, a fire to warm yourself in the wintertime, and the coolness of the air conditioner to cool you in the heat of the day. But more than that, I gave you the greatest gift of all. Within your world of sorrow and grief. The greatest gift of all. To save you. To bless your spirit. And to lift you up out of this world into the heavenlies you can walk and talk with him you can know him and come to know me because that's his greatest desire come to know him more and more God is working everything in your life to draw you to him to show himself to you Stand with me, everybody. I wish the whole world was listening where I could tell them. Everything you have in this life 
everything you own, God has granted it to you. Rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Everything that you have, God has graciously given to you. What do we give him in return? What can we say to such a generous and gracious God? Oh God, I'm not really worthy. I'm not worthy of all your blessings. I'm not worthy of all your care and concern and goodness towards me. But the Father says, but I love you. And I want to bring you to myself. And the only way I could possibly do that was to send my son to make that possible for you. If you don't come to the manger and embrace the babe, you won't embrace the king who comes in the clouds. And I'm not just talking about celebrating what we call Christmas. But if we can't kneel before the babe in the manger as the Savior of the world, we won't be glad to see him when he comes in the clouds. We will be hiding our face and screaming and crying. But we receive God's gift. Then when he sends him back again, we will be so glad to see him. We won't be hiding our face or running and screaming, running away, but we run into him. And say, oh, Lord, it's so good to see you. I'm waiting for that trumpet to sound. So when it sounds, I say, honey, the trumpet is sounding. You hear it. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. He's coming. Thank you, Father. Thank you for working for us. You're working all things. You're making all things work together yes. through this complicated world. You cause everything to work together for good to them that love you, who are the called according to His purpose. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors oh, yes, through Him who loved us. And gave himself for him. Jesus said, be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. The world's against you. But Jesus has overcome it. In him we have peace. In him we have victory. In him we have life. 
in him. Praise God. Man, the Lord puts it all together in him. You got made in the shade, honey. You got made in Jesus. Everybody say it with me. I got it made in the shade. With Jesus. He that abides. Under the shadow. Of the Almighty. What's the rest of it say? Shall abide. Huh? He will be in his presence. Under the shadow of the Almighty. We stand before God. Amen. He says, come little children. I've got it all planned out for you. Watch and see what I do throughout your lifetime. Watch me work. Watch me cause things to happen just for you. Look back and see what I've done and see what I'm doing now. And see why this happened to you. Now you know why. Now you know why. It was me working, bringing things about for your sake. That's why I'm here. Well, I'll be. <laughs> After all I've been through, that's why I'm here. And I see now how God brought me through. Same with you. He's bringing you, man. Come up here, Matt. Holy Spirit just said, bring you up here. All right. Double Matt. He come with me. You going with him. <laughs> These two Matts. That's wild. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, I declare to you, God is bringing you about. Sometimes it may seem like God's brought you a long way around, but he's done it for a purpose. God is working. God is working in your life. Know that. Be aware of that now. Your heart is open. Your mind is open. God is telling you. He's working in your life. Yes. See that. Yes. See that God is working in your life. God is working in your life. Says the Holy Spirit. Yield yourselves unto God. Now. See what God is going to do. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It is the strength of the Lord. By which you go. Not your own strength. You can't do it in yourself. It's Him working in you. God is working in you. Both to be willing and to do of His good pleasure. Until the day. Until the day. Day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Raise your hand and praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Until the day of Jesus Christ. Everything will be consummated in Christ Jesus. Everything comes to a head in Him. Yes, 
Everything that God's doing, all the working of God, of all, for, after all these years. All these years. God is bringing everything into Christ. Yeah, do you see it? Do you see it? Like a Christmas tree. You get all the decorations on there and all pretty up, all the lights shine, and you stand back and look at it. After all that hard work and sweat, ain't it pretty? Man, I, I, I feel it this morning. I don't know about y'all. This is a glorious Christmas. This is a glorious Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve. I will pray for her if she wants to be prayed for. Yes, I will pray for them if they want to be prayed for. I'll pray with them. Brittany and Susan. Susan. Which one's Susan? You're Susan. You're Susan. I know this one. All right, Father, they're here. They're here because you brought them here. You wanted them to hear what you gave me to say. And I believe, Father, you have already spoken to their heart. Now, Lord, now, now, now so be it. So be it unto me. So be it. So be it, Father. Everything they need, everything they cry for, everything they long for, everything that they ask for in their soul and their heart, you hear their cry. You hear them. You're God. Amen. You can hear the smallest prayer, the crying of every heart, the longing of every soul that you made. Now, God, you will make them in the image of Christ transforming them, conforming them in every way to be all that you want them to be. And bless them in every way that you want to bless them. And whatever is their need shall be supplied according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. According to that babe that laid in the manger. Hallelujah who brought to this earth the riches of God untold through him, through his life, through his sacrifice, through his blood. We rejoice in God. And we come to know all the riches and the treasures untold. Jesus. I got to do it. Jean? The Lord has spoken to your heart as well. Everything that God wants you to do. 
is working, Gene. God is working in ways that you might not even know right now. You might see him right now, but you will. And it'll be awesome. going to bring out of you things that you didn't know was there that he put there. You believe that? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you're going to speak things that he wants you to speak and do things he wants you to do because God is working in your life. You belong to him now. You don't belong to this world. You belong to him. You are his vessel. Yield yourself wholly unto God. And he will do things you never even imagined. He will bless you in ways you never even thought of. He's already blessed you. He's going to bring you so many blessings. It's going to be unbelievable for you. Jesus Take hands, be friendly, love one another. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And you're, you're, you're dismissed. You can go home now if you want to just stay around. If I can show some traveler he is traveled.